0: What's up everybody, welcome back to the second episode of the Hastings Harvest podcast where I interview some of the most inspiring young minds creators, and educators within their area of expertise and try to harvest how they go about their craft. Today, I am joined by my friends Robbie and Justin of the Holt Twins. They are plant-based twins, most notably known for their Instagram, where they showcase really simple vegan meals for people who just don't want to spend too much time in their kitchen. So their type of content is a lot similar to mine on instagram and they actually just made their very own b12 supplement called the Holt twins b12 it just sold out their first inventory of around 750 orders in just a few short months that's awesome guys congrats i was actually one of the first purchasers of this b12 and they have managed to create a b12 supplement made with methylcobalamin and no added sugar Methylcobalamin is the most bioavailable form of B12, and this means it is the best absorbed version. I've been using this B12 for a few months now, and it's helped to improve my mood, maintain my energy levels, and it aids in digestion, among a bunch of other things. And obviously, it's a necessity for vegans. So if you want the B12 that's made by vegans, for vegans, head over to theholttwins.com. That's the H O L T twins.com. And you can use code cold 20 C O L E 20 at checkout for 20% off of your order. And they have just restocked. So get it while it's still available. Now, in this podcast, we go over their unconventional method of transitioning to a plant-based diet and testing its effectiveness. This was a really genius way of doing it. Why a vegan diet is good for anyone, no matter what type of genes you have, how they were able to market their B12, how to grow a personal brand on social media... And much more. For everything we talked about in the podcast, you can go to my website, seasonedtofu.com forward slash podcast. That's seasonedtofu.com forward slash podcast. Now, with everything out of the way, I'm going to stop talking. We're going to get into this. Please enjoy Justin and Robbie Holt. All right, Justin Robbie, welcome to the Hastings Harvest. Thank you for deciding to be a guest on the podcast.
1: Hey, Cole. No, thanks. thanks for inviting Having us. us.
0: Yeah. So I've already given an introduction, but I would like to hear you guys just uh, go over, you know, who you are and what you do at the moment.
2: Yeah, sure. Kick okay. it away. <laughs> All right. So together we are the whole Twins, and we are plant-based twins from the UK. We're currently living in Australia at the moment. And essentially we run an Instagram page and we do some very silly vegan recipes for busy people. Uh, everyone has a busy life anyway. I don't know who's not busy. So that's kind of everyone. Um, but yeah, that's who we're targeting. We still work in full time jobs. We still do the whole twins outside of our jobs as well. So essentially no one has all the time in the day to spend it in the kitchen. So we just want to make uh, a vegan lifestyle really, really easy and sustainable for everyone. hundred
0: mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. And I'd say my account is pretty much the same way. I make super simple meals. So for all my listeners looking meals. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's uh, a little bit of Photoshop with some filters and a good camera. It's basically mm. all you need.
2: Welcome to um, Instagram. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Um, so for everybody listening out there, I'm going to link their their stuff in the show notes, obviously. Uh, I'd usually like to start off talking about veganism and how you guys got into it. And then we'll probably transition into the whole t- Twins B12 and how that's going. So uh, yeah, let's start off with... Most definitely. Let's start what, Okay.
1: Veganism for us, for us, um, in, in a way, it was well, almost three years ago now, actually. Um, at the time, you know, I was... And I still have been. It's just not been too much of a um, priority recently, but studying my own part-time for a nutrition, a de- nutrition degree. Um, and on the side, it was really something which I was taking so much interest in. But it was actually Justin himself who kind of came across actually an individual who... You know what? You Honestly, explain it, this part. it's
2: the most random story as to how we came across <laughs> it. We would... We're always interested and we've always been really, really into our sport and especially into our running as mm. um, where We've just been most competitive um, and I've always been interested in like a diet that we can, that can improve performance. But the most random series of events led us to discovering veganism and discovering a plant based diet. I was following this Instagrammer uh, called Manny Koshman. He's a car collector and mm-hmm. Um, he's a uh, very, very big in the car scene, but completely unknown in the vegan scene because he's he's not actually a vegan to my knowledge. But he did a post um, and he talked about Forks Over Knives and said it was a really interesting documentary and really opened his eyes. And um, for anyone who is interested in diet should just go and give it a watch. And I thought, oh, okay, all right, I'll 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 click this on I've got a few hours this afternoon I'll I'll watch this and literally I watched it and then I was just hooked on just absorbing any information I could on the topic Um, I then went to Robbie who was at the time he was uh, studying nutrition and I just said Robbie you've got to check this out check out forks over knives check out everything else and then after that we just went into study after study and just started looking at this And that was the beginning of the diet test.
1: Yeah, so um, that effectively, like, no doubt, it led you to kind of break down a lot of the thesis that you'd already been taught and thought, why, and and really question why we really were eating meat, um, dairy and eggs, effectively. So then it's kind of like just getting everybody into that position where you start to question it. And then when you do start to look at it, there's so many studies, which actually some of them aren't even that recent, which have shown that, that people have been thriving for a very long time on this diet without consuming meat, dairy, milk, and eggs. And so I think that it for us, we were halfway convinced that it was something w- which could be good for us long-term. But what we were really interested in is knowing what was best for our own genetics. So we knew that we had same gene, um, same genes, and we, essentially should respond the same way as twins. So what we did was we devised our own little twin test, effectively. So I personally, Robbie, went vegan first, um, and Justin actually stayed on what was mostly what we were eating at the time, but stuck to a very kind of fitness, fitness industry-heavy diet. Um, you know, your very basics, but making sure that you're getting a lot of meat, in, essentially, and protein, But at the time, um, I'd switched out and gone very plant-based. And Justin and I were on a very similar fitness schedule. We were working in different jobs at the time, but we were living together. So whenever we'd work out, it would always be on the same schedule. Um, And we got everything tested before we actually did that test like our cholesterol our blood pressure um, a lot of vitamins and minerals and we were identical before we started it it was, so it, was it was very it, odd. Was, yeah, it was quite it was it was quite funny actually when <laughs> they came back it's like come on you know i think at the time we were 25 or 24 um, maybe and uh, yeah well, we've gone through all these years and we're literally still identical um, but then after 2 months in we decided to get those tests done again. Um, My cholesterol had actually gone way down. It wasn't high before. It really wasn't a problem. Again, Mm -hmm. the same with my blood pressure. It wasn't a, it wasn't, it wasn't in a high category, but it had come down to basically a 110 over 70, which I believe in America is sort of like a golden, um, you know, state to be in and a position really for a blood pressure to, have effectively you just Mm -hmm. you know that when that was happening and when my energy levels were also really thriving i found that i had a lot more energy in the evenings after dinners and i could see that i was making improvements in my fitness as well um over a short period of time and everything had pointed in the right direction and justin had stayed the same and in some cases changed a little bit so um it really for us showed that our own genetics were more, much more geared towards having a plant-based lifestyle and showed that we were you know, very much so in tune with that. And I think it was something which really thrived for us. So at the end of the two months, Justin just, we got those results and then Justin ended up going vegan as well, and that was over two and a half years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been a while for us.
0: That's amazing. And I'm really happy that you brought up the whole genetics part because this is something I've been wondering for a while. Do you think that the vegan diet is the right diet for everyone or do you think it is only for certain types of genetics or like how some people in some areas of the world were have been brought up for thousands, thousands of years Mm -hmm. on like these mostly animal product diets so maybe – their bodies need animal products more than other people do you think that's true or what what's your stance on that yeah look
1: it's it's a really interesting question because there's obviously some parts of the world where people rely on that as a source of food and um what we i guess sometimes really look at is the western society and the build-up and the modern society in which case we are presented with an awful lot of these foods which you know don't go through those practices of actually having that hunter and gatherer lifestyle. We're going through the process of agricultural means. And when it comes to it, you've had the biggest research body look at it of nutritionists and dietitians who have looked at it and said that actually a, a well-planned vegan diet is suitable for every stage of life, whether you're a child, whether you're pregnant, whether you're an old age and whether you're an athlete it's suitable at every stage. And if you've got that big of a body looking at it and suggesting that it's suitable at every stage, then we should really see that as a very credible source. Um, and that is effectively coming from the World Health Organization in America.
0: Okay. Um, so for Robbie, as a nutritionist, how do other nutritionists in your field feel about veganism? Is it, is it becoming more of the norm so to different. be the, the main thing that people should be focusing on or striving towards? Or is it still kind of have a bad rep? No, it's so different to what it used to be
1: a few years ago, even when we were. So when we, I guess, changed our own diets, we were coming on, we thought we'd document some of it on social media. And as a result, quite a few people picked it up and were really interested in following our journey and then started asking us what we were eating. And so we started posting and really at the time there weren't as many people at all doing what we were doing at the time. And then um, you start to see so many people kind of come online and, and and really show their presence and they're in the same field and you've got so many dietitians now who are repping a whole foods plant-based diet exclusively and really backing the thesis because when you look at the studies and when you look at what's out there and presented to people you kind of take that you know 95 percent plant-based approach and it's really suggested that actually that is what is going to be best for a long and healthy life for most people and at the end of the day we can't argue with those clinical trials which look at so much data and people who are looking at that effectively can really just determined that a plant-based diet and a plant-based movement is here to stay because it's something which we should never have taken our eye off the game for to really adopt what were popular diets and essentially really haven't shown the anywhere near the same kind of level of backing that a plant-based diet has for long-term health so i think that there's a lot of people out there who are now just taking that approach that veganism plant-based lifestyle diets are really what's here to stay and what's what's you know so important for people um to make sure that they focus on the long-term health but when it does come to it you know people who we can we, we both know that veganism in and of itself is an amazing movement but it's not necessarily the healthiest diet which people can be on and especially with so many products out there um which are trying to create mock meats and and whatnot and and while it's awesome to have those products it's it's so important to try just try and focus on the staples, which is your fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds
0: mm-hmm. yeah i I tell that all the time to to my followers as well. are for anyone out there who's listening who is maybe still skeptical about what you're saying are there any resources that you suggest those listeners check out for more information yeah. on veganism. Uh, I- Absolutely.
1: I mean, oh, um, I mean, when it comes down to resources on veganism itself, there are certainly a number of fantastic websites and, and podcasts, and um, you know, dietitians who they can research and look out in, into. But there's so many studies which you can re- read, and I'm happy to drop them below, which are basically on NCBI and also WebMD, who just go into into so much detail about the clinical trials that they've run and you can read them for yourself. And I highly encourage everybody to do so because you really need to, it's your own health that you want to be taking seriously here. So I'm happy to drop those studies below.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely include them in the show notes. So what, what are some common myths that you still hear about a vegan diet? Um, I know the protein one is the most common one, but maybe, some yeah. not so common ones that people still really believe mm. could you debunk those mm.
1: no it's, it's interesting because a few skinny as well when you're vegan like at the
2: moment i'm bulking out so at the moment i'm currently at 83 kg mm-hmm. uh, and i'm gonna get to about 86 87 and some of my friends still even uh, try and bring me down so and say you were more filled out when you were not on a vegan diet um, and people try and get that one but uh, that's common ones of course are yeah, just the easy protein turn around one, and just the say time. yeah I was fat thought... <laughs> yeah true <laughs> um, I don't know I mean there's there's so many just common ones out there that we still deal with but I feel like Over the time that we've had our Instagram, honestly, it's got so much better.
1: It really has got so much better. But I'm I'm a huge fan of when people actually reach out and they say, how am I covering iron? How am I covering calcium? And people are asking those questions because they're genuinely looking into it, not because they're slandering us. When people go into the comments and say, you know, this would be so much better if it had meat in it. I mean, that's great, but really at the end of the day, I think that they're just um, kind of vesting their own opinion. And, and, and you know, we don't really try and respond to that. Um, sometimes we kind of make a joke of it because at the end of the day, people are just there just, just trying to um, entertain themselves, really. But when it does come to some of the debunking um, of some of the nutrients that people feel like they're not getting enough of, iron in and of itself you need that vitamin c to be able to get and absorb that iron Mm -hmm. into your diet and so leafy greens are some of the best sources for that and then when it also comes to um you know the calcium um topic that again is a, a topic which you can think and when you look at it leafy greens are also a fantastic source so we make sure that we get leafy greens on a regular basis and, and and really get a variety of them to ensure that we're getting you know a really sufficient amount of iron and calcium in our diets and magnesium as well um and also it adds that vitamin c in there so every single morning we have a smoothie we chuck some frozen leafy greens into there as well so a- again i mean you just don't need anywhere the the milk industry has tried for decades now to convince people that, um, or the dairy industry rather has tried for decades now to convince people that its products are healthy. And um, we've been, we've been doing a lot, you know, we've been all working pretty hard to, to kind of debunk that and and tell people that it's just not true. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great info. What supplements do you guys take? So at the moment we, um,
1: take an omega-3 dha and epa supplement um, so an algae based source Mm -hmm. and effectively we take that sometimes when we're not getting a huge amount of chia seeds because for some people who will know if you have the omega-3 ala um, then effectively if you have enough of that it will actually convert to your dha and epa um, and that will effectively give you the omega-3 that your body and your brain needs then we do take a vitamin B12 supplement. We can kind of get into that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. Hot B12. Hot B12. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get into that, I'm sure. Um, And I, at the time when I did also break my uh, collarbone recently, I was taking a vitamin D supplement because I just wanted to make sure that I was getting enough for that absorption for calcium. So um, sometimes we take vitamin D. It depends really if we have like 20 minutes of, of sunlight in the day then we won't take a supplement but sometimes we have one of those on hand awesome
0: how uh, about yourself Cole? i take a vitamin d3 made from i think yeah. it's pronounced lichen l-i-c-h-e-n yeah. we, we take exactly the same okay yeah. and then i also take whole t- twins b12 um awesome. Which yeah, we'll we'll get into that. But okay. I th- I feel like I should be taking a calcium supplement because every time I track my macros, which I only do for my uh, my full day of eating videos on YouTube, I just don't feel the need to track my macros at this point in my fitness career. Mm-hmm. But when I do, yeah. it's the calcium's a little low. So I've been thinking about taking a calcium supplement and as for omega threes. Uh, I try to eat chia seeds every day, but again, it's you need quite a bit in order for that ALA to convert into EPA and DHA. So, you do. You do. so usually I try to combine that with some walnuts as well, which is another great mm. omega three source. Yeah, well wow, but that's that's it for right now. Just D three and B twelve. What? what is the biggest piece of advice that you can give to someone who's trying to lose weight as a vegan and for someone who's trying to gain weight?
1: Yeah. So I'll take the losing weight yeah, part of the question. Awesome. Justin can take the gain weight cause he, uh, he loves to gain weight. So, um, <laughs> Justin can take that part of the question, but definitely when it comes to losing weight, I think that the whole ethos with veganism is that you can really take some of the whole, um whole metrics of, of really throwing out a, a, a whole kind of restricted approach is really not the kind of approach that you need to take with a vegan diet because you are going to be able to eat a lot more especially if you're really focusing on those complex carbohydrates which you really should be mm-hmm. if you're just trying to lose weight so you know make sure that when you are eating grains you're eating whole grains and then you're focusing on getting a really, really good number of sources of complex carbohydrates. So, you know, your sweet potatoes, your leafy greens, um, you know, your legumes as well. They're, they're going to be really staple parts of your diet. But then when it comes to it, obviously, a calorie deficit is is no doubt, you know, one of the most sustainable ways for you to be able to lose weight. You want to make sure that that deficit is very small. But at the end of the day, if you're actually eating um you know whole foods plant based diet for the most part when i'm actually looking at it myself i'm not worried about counting calories in a sense because i'm really getting so full from some of the foods that i'm eating and so it's filling me up making me incredibly satisfied and i'm not needing to focus too much on whether or not i'm restricting myself i know i'm eating a slight amount less than what I'm actually what what my body requires, but effectively, I'm always full. So on a plant-based, whole foods plant-based diet, just know that you can really eat more. You're not restricting yourself. You're actually allowing yourself to eat a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then,
2: yeah. And as for uh, putting on weight, uh, um, at the moment, I currently eat about a bag of peanuts a day. <laughs> so <laughs> I I have about. 1800 calories alone just in peanuts and about 90 grams of protein okay just in peanuts um but however if someone comes along and says i'm allergic to peanuts or i can't have nuts there's there's lots of foods on a vegan diet anyway um you know many legumes as well nuts are one of the best sources in my opinion just because they're so easy to eat really high in calories um usually have quite a lot of protein almonds and cashews are amazing as well if you can have those um but you know it's really not too hard if if you if you like something like a curry which Robbie and I absolutely adore we love Thai food you can throw together a curry in no time and put in some tofu and it's it's really really easy to just bulk up on a vegan diet you just i think Robbie's right a lot of the foods that you are eating um, or if you feel like you're cutting out meat and dairy, a lot of the foods that you're then switching to like these vegetables, um, you may have to eat a lot of those in order to get the necessary calories, mm-hmm. which is why I stick to things like nuts and nut butters as well as having, as well as having a balanced oil. diet. Don't, don't just eat peanuts. Yeah. I want to <laughs> <laughs> clarify that. <laughs> um, I mean, I eat, but just yeah, eat
0: tablespoons of peanut butter.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, Cole. No.
0: <laughs> well, I basically do every day, honestly. Peanut butter, like you said, it's peanuts amazing. are one of the best for sure, and nuts in general. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Um, so. Now let's talk about your social media. Up to around thirty, thirty something thousand followers on Instagram, which is very impressive. I don't know. Do you guys have any other social media accounts? That you're. We we get asked this actually a lot more. Oh. But more regularly than than we have
1: done in in recent times people are asking whether or not we're on YouTube um I think maybe sometimes because our video recipes just have got to a bit of a silly levels <laughs> <All right. laughs> and sometimes we edit them just thinking yeah that's that's like the whole point right is we want to make them entertaining and I think that if they're entertaining enough, then Instagram boosts it and then a lot more people get to see our recipes. And that's really the aim of it, because we want people to see it, make it, and try it, and then really question their whole ethos about what the diet they're eating and, and whether or not they really need meat, milk meat, dairy and eggs, which effectively they don't. So we, you know, like I said, a few few years ago now, we'd kind of documented this whole diet test um For ourselves and then we had a lot of people just asking us what we were eating on a regular basis so we put together these video recipes and people loved them and responded to them incredibly well i don't know why i think that they um at the time were terrible (laughs) but uh, yeah they um they were still really fun in a way and i think that you know we've got to a point now where we're just making A number of recipes all the time because we're really experimenting with cooking ourselves and so it's really a case of just getting people to really try and experiment in the kitchen and not to spend hours in there we're we're so focused on doing really quick and sustainable and, and effectively wholesome meals because we don't eat out a lot at all. We we are incredibly busy ourselves. And so we're focusing on a sustainable diet here. And it's really important that you do cook at home a lot because then you really know what's in your food and you know what you're consuming on a regular basis. So we're doing an awful lot of that. And And I guess as well, you know, from so many of the questions that come in, we just want to make sure that those simple topics like calcium, like iron and like B12 and like omega-3 And vitamin d are really covered so i think you know very much so like yourself we we try and cover those topics um through our instagram because we know that we do have
0: um we do have a certain sizable audience nice and i i really enjoy your guys videos i think it's very unique the type of content that you're putting out and i mean that's probably why you guys are drawing so many people there but i'd love to talk about your strategy on Instagram. So I see you guys post Mm. the food and then the next day post like the recipe video. Can you go through why you decide to do it that that way? Got to build up some hype Mm -hmm. (laughs) about the recipe
1: itself. Just it's, um, no, I mean, obviously we just want people to be able to kind of see the staple, the base food that's come, um, the base meal that we've prepared, which is going to come out in a video recipe. Um, and then that gets people kind of in the comments saying, I can't wait for this video recipe because they now expect it. Um, and it's usually just a, quite a bit of fun when we post stuff on a story. And, um, you know, people kind of comment <laughs> and send us a direct message just saying, I would ask for the recipe, but I know it's coming out in a video recipe. So they're, they're catching on to that and um, kind of getting the fact that obviously we're just trying to promote these meals that we're pushing out. And we just want to cycle through that. So then we can see everybody can kind of check out our food and know that there's a video recipe to follow afterwards.
0: Very nice. And have you always done your content this way or how has your content changed since you first started posting on Instagram? Um,
2: I, iPhone cameras have got better. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. It's <laughs> very true. It's, no, it's probably been the same for a long time now, I would say pretty much they've always been silly they've always been just throwing food into the pan Mm -hmm. um we it's probably got better now just because of lighting Mm -hmm. and like i said iphone cameras but essentially it's been pretty similar um it's just evolved a little bit over time
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you guys have any like specific strategies that you've used on instagram to Like what, what has been the biggest way to increase your engagement or your following? I I think consistency really with the video recipes, once we started
1: doing them, we, we really started recognizing that a lot of people were interacting with them. And most importantly, when you do go on there, I mean, in and of itself, I think that if people are pushing out a, a really good message and they want that to be heard, they need to be pushing out content which is going to be saved a lot and so saved content content which is saved by a number of accounts ends up getting boosted by instagram to a lot of other similar Mm -hmm. accounts but in order to get there originally a lot
2: of the time if you have content which for example people look at it and might take a little bit more than say half a second to digest a lot of the time um People save that content. That's what I said. As a result, and therefore, they move on from. No, but I'm talking about the attention span as well that people go from. So, if people just see a picture and then they just like it, they may not actually Mm -hmm. save it. But a lot of the time, saves are one of the biggest boosts on Instagram that we've personally found. If a post is just getting saved all the time, that's usually one that you'll then see on the
1: Explore feed.
0: Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and I think it's. I think it's even more than just that. Is I, I believe you touched on this a second ago. Was attention like if if they're saving it, they're going to go back to it, yeah. and that's going to build more rapport with them. They're going to exactly. they, they, like more of a chance for them to come back to you and then decide if they want to follow you or not. So Oops, yeah. yes, it's, that's that's a really unknown thing I feel like so I'm glad you brought that up yeah yeah a hundred
1: percent and and a lot of the time like it doesn't even come down to to follow a numbers I'd much rather have a really genuine message from somebody who says you know that they've um, made one of our recipes and they absolutely loved it than have 200 new followers when we wake up but, I mean mm-hmm. those those messages are just gold because we spent so much time putting our our free ebook together which contains basically all of our Um, favorite recipes which we put together on Instagram and when people kind of send us a message and somebody sent us one last night saying that they made the tofu tikka masala and they absolutely loved it and and that every time makes me smile makes it it's it's so awesome to see people making those recipes and really enjoying them and then sharing them with us
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I, anytime someone tells me that they got value from my post in any mm-hmm. way, it's like, oh my god, it is the best 100%. feeling. Like that is why I love. That's why I love doing what I do on social 100%. media. So, yeah, it's it's just awesome sharing this type of stuff. Um, all right, so let's now talk about the B twelve business. Yeah, you good. guys have been doing really well. You guys sold out. I don't know how many original or what how, how much did you order the first time yes yeah, so, guess, so
1: the first so. order itself was actually about 750 bottles um so we hit 500 wow. um we wanted to celebrate and have a sale because we had a few people just saying um that they'd love to try the product and, and they wanted to um you know be able to have a i i think that you know obviously people want to have a, a a great deal and so we got to that position whereby um, we'd sold 500 and we wanted to celebrate and celebrate with everybody. So we offered a 50% discount and um, basically within a week, we pretty much sold out of the rest. So we um, we are actually at this point in time, um, almost um, about to receive a, a message from our fulfillment guys that we have a restock um, in place to be able to Um, take some more orders again and effectively we're going to be offering something which is really going to help people to um, just sign up and subscribe because we just want to make sure that when people are um, you know purchasing the product and we have a completely flexible subscription model on there that they can you know take care of their vitamin b12 needs on a regular basis and not have to keep on coming Mm -hmm. back and reordering and waiting until we're doing a discount so we're going to be offering a really, really you know, favorable discount to people who just say, you know what, I want to subscribe, I want to take care of my vitamin B12 needs for a long, long time. And, um, you know, that's, that's really a kind of a great message for us. But the, the product in and of itself, I guess how it kind of came, came about was because of the fact that ever since we've been on a vegan diet, we were really focused on making sure it was sustainable for us. And so vitamin B12, I think every single person who looks into a vitamin um, into a vegan diet it is come across by comes across the vitamin B12 topic and kind of questions it at the very beginning. And so they obviously reach out to the likes of us, they, they reach out to so many individuals who have been in this space for a long, long time, and they ask about, about vitamin B12. And so we took vitamin B12 and we took, um, you know, a supplement for, for a long time, um, up until fairly recently, and it was our favorite supplement. We were very, very pleased with it. And until the and then the product suddenly hiked up its price. Um, and effectively, we looked at that. And there were a lot of people who were just not confused. They were really quite frustrated because they thought this shouldn't be so expensive to just be taking a vitamin B12 supplement. We asked exactly the same question. And so we started looking into the production of it and really found that it wasn't necessary to be you know, so expensive as a product in and of itself. And Mm -hmm. we then, I guess, really started going down the route of realizing that we could have a product which is 100% methylcobalamin and then just had a very, very small amount of vegetable, organic vegetable glycerin and was not only a very easy product to take on a consistent basis, but it was incredibly pure. And so we put together all those price points, put together everything, and we realized that actually... While we're we're trying to solve a problem of our own, it, at the same time we were trying to solve a problem of a lot of other people, and so we put that put it all together. Obviously, it wasn't as simple as I'm just explaining. Justin did an awful lot of the logistics around it, um, and, and you know, I think it took so long because we were so conscious of where the product was coming from, how it was made, and really partnering with the right people to to bring that product to life. And so we kind of went through this whole process that it had to really match up with our ethos, what we believed in, and what we really thought was going to be a great product to be able to offer to mainly a vegan community because while vitamin B12 is, is most certainly a product which vegans should take um, for the you know sake of their long-term health, it's also a product which a lot of other people take even if they're not following a vegan diet but we wanted to really focus on the vegan community. And so our real ethos is that look, we're vegans, we've made this product for you. So it's a vitamin B12 product made by vegans for vegans.
0: Love it. I have a couple questions here. So why'd you guys decide to choose methylcobalamin? Mm, yeah. And can you explain the, the differences between that and cyanocobalamin? Yeah, it's an interesting approach.
1: So cyanocobalamin, um, in and of itself is again a product and you've got the four different types of cobalamin but effectively cyanocobalamin and methylcobalamin um are the 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 versions of the product which effectively have really shown um that they've been able to reverse deficiency in vitamin b12 and also shown that they've and there's a number of clinical apologies there's a number of clinical trials out there which have shown both of those variations to be able to have um, taken a number of patients with a vitamin B12 deficiency and being able to reverse it and take that um, and effectively our, our decision to go with methylcobalamin as a result of that was really its bioavailability because what we wanted to focus on was a product which which was going to be sublingual and was going to be able to be very easily absorbed and also it was going to be something which. Um, we were going to be taking on a very regular basis. And so we wanted to have that supplement, which then could be addressed to so many people who potentially might have had IBS or Crohn's. And so it's really important that you do um, have something which is suitable for so many
0: people at all stages. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, probably most Mm. of the people in here, might not be too interested in this next question but I'm, I'm pretty interested how, how do you make b12 how do you make a vitamin supplement i'm i'm really curious how do you i mean
1: what how, like, how, yeah, how do you how is it
0: processed and
1: to be honest know, with you the entire um process in and of itself we can kind of break some of that down off the top of our heads and and go through the whole process of um i mean you kind of take, actually, interestingly, you kind of take what's um, originally cyanocobalamin in a lab and you actually take it through a process of bringing the, bioavail- the bioavailability out of it. And that converts then into methylcobalamin. But effectively, it's a process which, in and of ourselves, we were just making sure that we were partnering with the right people to be able to know that they were be giving us full transparency of the whole process of making that product. Um, and so breaking down the whole compounds and, and how it all works is not something that I think we could answer off the top of our heads. We'd really have to look into right. the extensive um, you know process and timeline that we went through in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And while we looked into that, I I um I, I can't I can't answer that off the top of my head. Um, exactly yeah, that's, how that's it was hard. made. Yeah.
0: That's all good. I'd really like to hear how you guys marketed this because what, like mm. 750 sales in yeah, a few yeah. months? I think that's that's really mm. impressive. How did you go about the before process, the during process and the after process? Yeah. If you kind of understand what I'm saying. No, definitely. It's, it's actually an interesting piece because I guess um,
1: alongside it, and I know it's not completely relevant, but I think indirectly it's quite relevant in the sense that, Justin and I have both, over our point in time, worked with a number of startups to help them raise capital. Ah. And so I um, currently do that now in Australia. I used to do that in the UK um, for just under three years. And we kind of went through this process of helping a lot of startups to um, you know, launch a capital raise, go out there and market it and really... Um, make sure that they can gain as much investment into their own businesses as possible. And so you learn an awful lot in that process of being able to understand what people respond to and what they don't respond to. And you learn so much from the founders and themselves as to what they found successful um, in that process as well. And so when you work around different startups, you really catch on to a lot of practices which they've gone through. And every single startup is experimenting and, and changing the way they do something on a very regular basis to try and find out what's successful. But when it came to our own product, we just wanted to make sure that we were providing as much value as possible. And so we wanted to release our, our um, 100 strong recipe ebook at a very similar time. So then people were really shown that we weren't trying to um as much as you want to go out there and we put so much into this product and we really really wanted to share that and share it with our audience and we wanted people to be able to be taken care of we wanted to show them that look we're not out there to try and take your money from this um to try and make a lot of money from it and really you know at, i i guess at the first instance we really i um, mean haven't got to that position of um, kind of breaking even on on everything we've put into it yet because it's really a long-term thing for us. And so what we wanted to do was make sure, make sure that we were really focusing on that value and giving so many people the opportunity to try a vitamin B12 product that I think was very sustainable and very easy to take on a regular basis. So we have really just focused on the education piece and just providing so much value. And Instagram has been a fantastic tool to be able to do that because Instagram is, is where so much of the attention is these days. And, and I think that that's um, been a huge, huge part of our wholesale cycle. And I'm sure Justin has uh, something to add on to that as well.
2: Well, I think it's important to know anyway as well that if, if you are building up and you are marketing a new product, you're essentially building up to an event. It's not a mm. physical event, but it's a very real event that's taking place online. And there's so much that we can go into and talk about the different formulas and different marketing strategies that you go into for this. So, yeah, if anyone really would like to know, very happy to give everything away that we've done. But essentially, you you really have to build up to that event. You have to tap into people's beliefs and why they would want to take this, why they're following this Mm -hmm. diet as well. And I think it definitely, definitely helped that our message is It's made by vegans. It's for vegans, and it's made by vegans. We're on the same journey that they are. It's not something that we're just selling to people. That it's that we're not just selling a product for the sake of selling a product. It's something that we genuinely use ourselves every day. Yeah. So, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah.
0: All right. All right. I'd like to end the little. Few more minutes. I don't have too many questions for for you guys left. Um, I'd like to know what was your, what was both of your biggest failures that you overcame in life, and how did you overcome them? Interesting.
1: (laughs) We probably have different, different um, failures here. I'll let you go first, Jay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So probably (laughs) biggest failures is when
2: I've actually got myself into long-lasting situations where um, I there was a point in time where I lived in London and I was working working for this guy brilliant guy actually but I really didn't didn't love my job Um, I really didn't love where I was living as well and then I had a few issues going on in my personal life that were very challenging and I think I hit a point where I really hit a rock bottom and
1: I actually can confirm that I went to CJ he didn't he wasn't good (laughs) I I think,
2: I think in terms of going through biggest failures, the biggest failures are the ones where you get yourself into a life situation because that's much harder to get out of because it takes a lot, it takes time and conscious work every day to get yourself out of it. That's a really big failure. Um, We can talk about big failures in business as well that we've done. However, this one was probably one of the most challenging mentally for me, because when I think everyone can resonate being in a position in their life, especially in their 20s, where they're just not satisfied and not happy at all. Um, mm-hmm. And in order to get out of that, um, always, it, it just really helped me to just look way into the future and just have a goal and just knew, know that I was walk, working towards that. And that right now was just temporary. Um, I think the hardest thing ever is to always focus on like what's going on right now. You, you always need to look forward and just be positive and just remain faithful that the future is going to be better than what it currently is now. So that was probably a big failure in terms of business failures. Um, Oh wow. Some certain label orders. So our product originally should have been sold on Amazon. Um, Mm -hmm. however, Amazon took it, it, we're still in the process of trying to get the b12 on amazon i won't lie we're still in the process. we haven't overcome
1: that one just yet we <laughs> <really> haven't <laughs> overcome
2: that one um because of a few there was even a failure on my side but there's been many um loops that they've made me jump through over a long period of time um but that one a <laughs> failure making a big purchase order and basically failing to get it on amazon we then had to last minute Um, scramble find our own fulfillment center build our own website um, and just sell through our own platform rather than sell it on amazon that was a huge failure that we never saw coming
0: wow i had no (laughs) idea that you guys were going to start on amazon i'll have to ask you about that after this get more info on that that's that's interesting i mean um just to add to it as
1: well i mean when it comes to failures i think that uh, everybody goes through sh- small failures. I, 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 in and of myself, I know that when I first graduated, I moved to London and I worked in a corporate job. Um, that in and of itself wasn't a failure, more of a learning curve for me because I I didn't have any friends in that job. I didn't enjoy the job. I didn't actually do much else other than wake up, go to work and sleep. Um, and when you're in London, you, it's it's really expensive to live there. And firstly, as... As a newly graduated student, I mean, you're at the bottom of the ladder, and I was at the bottom of a ladder I didn't want to be on. And so I really just recognized okay, I need to make a change and I need to make a change fast. And I was going for something new. And I was actually um, very much so trying to get out of that lifestyle that I was, I'd put myself into. But I realized that actually it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to change unless I, drastically moved on and i think that i realized and recognized that i wasn't happy in london at that point in time and so while i changed things up and went back to america and and worked on a summer camp that i'd always been on that was really a stepping stone for me to then be able to save up some money take things back and say okay i can start again and i'm not going to go back to london this time and this time i really really want to work with a startup and i want to help you know and, and be working in a position where i'm Working with other startups as clients because I I think that the corporate culture really just didn't suit me at the time. And that's when I ended up moving out into a city outside of London, um, one in Exeter, and working again with a startup and, and raising funds for other startups. Justin and I had our own couple of side projects at the time, and we were just so, so engaged to be able to, we were so pumped to be able to do that because we knew that it was something that we really really wanted to be doing and so i think if you're going through that and anybody's going through that you know yeah focusing on the big bigger picture and focusing on again what you can do and what's within your control right now to be able to try and work on in the future is a great thing i mean if you're if you're in a position whereby you don't have any friends and you're in your job or your current kind of day-to-day life and you're not enjoying it just realize that that's going to suck so much more energy out of you than you realize, and it's really not a healthy situation to be in. But I think it's so important that people kind of go through some of that to be able to really value what they have.
0: Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I I want to bring up uh, the point about kind of finding something to look forward to in the future. This is Mm. something that people I feel at my age struggle with so much. Mm. And it's why that my age around the twenties, early twenties is are, are, are the years that most people are the most depressed and like the most uncertain about everything. And the biggest piece of advice that I can give to people is to just, Find some type of purpose where you're bringing value into people's lives. That's why I've I've loved doing my social media stuff so much and getting those comments and whatnot and those DMs from people just telling me how much I've impacted them and just Mm. having something to work towards, just having a side hustle like that. Which anybody can do or even a hobby, you don't it doesn't necessarily have to make you money, but if it's impacting people, if your work is impacting people, 100%. I think that can get you through the darkest of times. So mm, I'm really 100%. glad that that you guys brought that up. What yeah, profession mm-hmm. uh, what, what what profession other than your own would you guys like to pursue?
1: It's, oh, it's an interesting question. I mean, other than what we're doing right now, I think we both have a, um, we've we've had a number of conversations about this. And we really, really want to, I think, on another level, be able to help the startups that we kind of work with, and also really solely help some of these plant based and vegan businesses in the space, because we notice so many come up who may have an awesome product, but they're not getting it into the right spaces. And so, in and of itself as professions while Justin works as head of marketing in a law firm, I work in a startup raising capital for um, a number of other startups I think that we're really, really keen to, I think, potentially go into web development and and get into the realms of really just being able to solely help more vegan businesses out there because like you said, when you're creating that value for people, it means so much more than the money, it really doesn't you know, and I think that we in and of ourselves, we've over that over our time connected with so many vegan brands and so many businesses who have said, "You know, what are you doing here? what are you doing here?" and then we kind of get into a conversation and we end up helping them and just transferring skills and and I think that that's an awesome piece to be able to work on and so in and of ourselves, I think that we're really, really keen to be working with more vegan brands to help them grow over the next few years because this movement is is really, it you know we know that the space we're in is really an effective point in time, and the mm-hmm. way in which we get those products out there to market is going to really impact the long term effect of those businesses.
0: Yeah, maybe you guys can help me with some brand consulting. <laughs> Honestly, right, more than happy to help. <laughs> uh, just a couple more questions. Here's here's a good one that'll get you thinking. What is, something, what is something that you think is true that nobody else agrees with you on? That's an old Peter Teal question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I take some of these questions oh, off like the, the Tim Ferriss podcast, mm. actually. No, I do like that podcast very Too much. That podcast. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's oh. an interesting piece. So
1: uh, on a um, variation here, I, I, I used to kind of have a response to this, which... Was very business focused. And I think that one of the pieces which I think is true, which a lot of other people would disagree on, is again, still that a plant based diet is really here to stay. And I think that we're going to get to a 50% majority worldwide much sooner than a lot of other people think.
0: Excellent. I, I, skeptical about it but i want to agree with you on it i mean it's it's hard to tell at the moment Mm. but i i do really hope so that's that's a good one when you think of the word successful who's the first person that comes to your mind and why Mm, that's a good point it's a good point i think um
1: i guess for us growing up we have always looked at a lot of people in in business and in in light of what they've done and seen what success is. And I think that a lot of people, success can really be presented as that's this huge event in the media which shows that they've either made a lot of money or they've done something remarkable. But what I really think success comes from is people who you can see at that point in time, they've been at rock bottom and they have found their way back. And I think that for somebody like Elon Musk, who I read a book, who I read his um, book, Recently, for what that man went through in 2008 and what he still continues to go through. Um, How he doesn't look 60 these days is just remarkable because of what he's effectively battling with all the time. And Mm -hmm. he's still out there just trying so much to fulfill his own mission. I think it's a a huge recommendation. It's really important to recognize, though, as
2: well, that probably someone like (laughs) Elon Musk, who is definitely a huge idol of mine. The reason I find him so successful is because he's deliberately on a purpose that is much higher than just making money. He he has every company has a huge purpose. Like SpaceX is there to eventually get to Mars, but in the meantime, mm-hmm. they have to commercialise it, right? And and Tesla has a huge mission statement as well. Those companies exist because they are there to do something, they have a higher purpose. And that to me is success. When your when your business or company or anything just has a higher purpose or whatever it is, even if it's just to impact people in a positive way, that's success. It's when people are doing something deliberately because they chose to do it deliberately and it's on purpose. It's not something that's just accidentally happened.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. That's yeah. That's exactly the way that I think everybody should think. So... Yeah, that's great. Um, who, who would think, you think, actually, interestingly, call? Oh, man. I was hoping <laughs> no one would ever ask me questions <laughs> back. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that I could say. I was just talking to Axel Shura. I don't know if you know who he is. He's on Instagram. Yep. He's, a v, he's a vegan dude. Yep. And he, he, he talked about his grandma because of how happy mm. she was and just – Loved life, and that's that's kind of how I view success too. Anybody who mm. is really, really enjoys their life, it really enjoys what 100%. they're doing, and is making a living off of it as a mm. as a byproduct of that is <laughs> is who I think of as successful. Now, this could be 100%. this could be a lot of people. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe some Gary V, uh, Tim Ferris, like mm. like I talked about earlier and elon musk like you guys said definitely just people like that for sure yeah yeah definitely all right i think we're gonna gonna end it off here so guys thanks you so much for coming on had a great talk you guys are pretty natural interviewers honestly you guys
1: (laughs) really i thought it's it's, it's some monday morning here and uh i rolled out and i thought no man i'm gonna (laughs) start but, uh, <laughs> no it's been great to be on here thanks yeah. for inviting us cole. It's thanks, thanks very much for having us it's been great to catch up obviously yeah, we uh you know follow each other on a regular basis on instagram and um you know it's it's finally good to to really have a chat and uh anytime you want to have another one it's, it's always good um exactly but, yeah. it almost feels like a phone call really We're just does. we're just on yeah. the phone
2: catching <laughs> up with cole talking about <laughs> veganism that's it yeah
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. We, we'll we'll try and set something up again. But for everybody yeah. wondering, all of the links to their stuff will be in the show notes. And like I said before, you guys can use code COLE20 at checkout at the Whole Twins website for 20% off their B12. So I highly suggest you guys check it out. It's the only B12 I plan on using for a very, very long time. So awesome. yeah, you guys should definitely check that out but with that all out of the way uh we're signing off and thank you guys once again thank thanks you. very much
1: okay.